Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and today we are going to be talking about identifying and combating financial fatigue. So financial fatigue is interesting. Uh, There's a few definitions for this. Most commonly, it's used in terms of talking about debt fatigue, which is that you have accumulated debt to the point where the idea of getting it paid off or being debt-free is so far off that the even the process of just staying on top of it and paying it off uh, is just so far out in the future that you uh, experience fatigue from it. But what I want to talk about today is more of a general financial fatigue, which is something that I've seen posted on various Reddits and things that uh, represents its way in terms of some people thinking that they are being irrational or just, you know, having this general malaise and this feeling that they are literally physically fatigued or sick or just feeling out of sorts. And so I want to address that a little bit today because I have definitely felt some of these things before. Sometimes what we end up thinking about manifests physically and you can actually feel physically exhausted or depleted of energy. Uh, And obviously that doesn't make you feel like jumping up in the morning and getting to work and tackling this, this goal that you might have. So in identifying this financial fatigue, uh, some of these things may sound familiar to you. Uh, just the general management of your finances can become tedious. Uh, maybe the end doesn't seem like it's in sight or your efforts seem hopeless. Uh, you know, you may have have some kind of life event that takes some priority or maybe veers you off track a little bit from what your goals were. Uh, if you have to make some sort of uh, large expense you know, to have a car fixed or whatever that might be. Uh, every little payment and expense can add up to just larger sums than you expect. Um, some of that being things that you plan for and some of those things being unexpected spent expenses that you have to make. Uh, and then some of them may end up being some of that lifestyle creep that happens. Um, there's also tends to be a lot of decision fatigue, uh, the shell game of kind of making sure that you have everything covered. This is something that I've definitely experienced in terms of, you know, getting paid and then looking at the various things that I have coming due. What should I put my money to first? What credit cards are due next? And you're kind of playing the shell game of figuring out like where you're going to be dividing up your money. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit in terms of like how you can combat this. Um, But really what's important here is to avoid the physical exhaustion and depletion of energy that can come with this because what ends up happening is that your mind will feel always on. Uh, You're constantly worrying about finances and so then you become so overwhelmed because you're trying to keep track of all this minutia, uh, all the different things that you have to do, where you're going to get the money for this and that to the point where you are so overwhelmed that you end up not taking any action at all. And from that anxiety builds and the cycle repeats. You end up having poor sleep, poor um, health, uh, and this just keeps getting worse and worse and your mind continues to feel always on. You continue to worry. You increase that sense of overwhelm. So again, with that might come loss of sleep or lower feeling of morale and confidence and self-worth. And those are all very scary things to experience because they really don't help us to end that pattern. They really only continue 
um, to make us feel those things uh, and make it so that we don't necessarily want to take action to fight them. And so this can get worse if you have pressures um, from any external uh, relationships or friends, family, things like that, where like going out or doing activities might end up causing you to spend money that you didn't plan on. Uh, and this isn't always the case. This could be coming from anything, right? An event like a, uh, that comes up from work or something that you just ne- didn't necessarily plan for. And it might come along with spending money that you didn't expect. Uh, one, the first thing to do is definitely think about creating some sort of buffer for that so that you can you know, plan for those unexpected spending. Um, but, you know, there is another answer here, which is also, you know, responding with the idea that, you know, this is not in my budget right now. Uh, that's something that should be a more commonplace phrase, but I think a lot of times people don't want to let other people down or the thing that, that is coming up genuinely sounds fun, uh, but it may not, you know, line up with your uh, financial goals at the time. So responding with that's not in my budget right now, but maybe let's do this other thing, you know, coming up with alternatives is a really good idea. And uh, just in general, this this idea of financial fatigue um, also kind of comes up in one of NerdWallet's commercials uh, in an indirect way. Um, and I really love it because the art, uh, the ad, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, um, basically shows a bunch of people asking very common money questions. And they're things that, you know, if you ask the question every now and then, or, you know, you have the question once and you get it answered, that tends to not be an issue. But if you continue to have all these small questions, they really start to add up. And so these questions might be things, um, actually, I'll just read some of the ones that are in the ad. You know, how do people just buy a house? Should I put all this on my card and get the points? Should I be investing? Can I afford to do this? Can I afford to do that? Uh, And they continue to go through a bunch of different examples. But if you're always asking, can I afford to do this? Should I be investing? Where should I be putting this money? Why aren't I putting as much money into my 401k? Why why are the people doing this thing that I'm not doing it? it? It all creates a sense of I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing the right things. Uh, you really should know where you stand uh, with things so that you know if you can spend that money or, uh, you know, do that thing that you want to do. So resources like NerdWallet are going to be great for getting answers to financial questions like these when they arise, but you don't necessarily want them to be riding along kind of rent-free in your head all the time. So you want to make sure that if you start having questions like that, maybe write them down. Uh, If there are things that can be answered by going to a website and reading about it and finding out like, cool, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I don't need to be doing that right now. Or maybe you do need to be doing something, but just write it down so that you can get it out of your head and you can take action on it later rather than just viciously going over and over those questions in your head. Um, So that's kind of how I want to set the stage here as what financial fatigue looks like. It's really, you know, the idea that your finances uh, are really controlling so much of your thought process throughout the day that it becomes tedious. Uh, it becomes just tiring and you're not going to be getting out of debt or hitting big money goals if that's how, uh, you feel about money and if that's the relationship that you have with money. So, uh, the first thing that you should do to combat this financial fatigue is to really know where you stand. 
Uh, we've gone about over this in a bunch of episodes, which I'll link to, um, but really inventorying what you owe, what you might have in terms of savings, emergency funds, um, any of your investments or retirement accounts, things like that, and putting them all down on paper, right? So this might be a spreadsheet, this might be a physical notebook, but put them down in a place so that they don't have to be managed in your head. They're written down somewhere, they're out of your brain, uh, and you can reference back to those as you need to. Now, the next thing is to really find a support system because I don't think you should have to do this alone. You shouldn't have to be alone in figuring this out. Uh, this might be an accountability partner. Uh, this might be a spouse or someone who you feel like you can talk about money with. Uh, and if you don't find that you have someone that you can talk to, there are some financial coaches out there. Um, I would avoid financial planners that, uh, especially any of them that that require a percentage of um, assets under management. But really, anyone you know, more of a financial coach who will talk with you from a therapist perspective. I'm sure that you probably have some sort of friend or family member who you can be open with and talk about it. Uh, I'm going to reiterate here that you want to put it down on paper so you can get it out of your head. Uh, you, As you, many of you know, I'm a pretty big fan of the bullet journal system. Uh, and you could come up with some pretty cool spreads that track those finances. Uh, I have a monthly spread of all my fixed expenses, and I kind of go in and check them off as they're paid. Most of them are automated, um, but for those that aren't, it's just a good reminder for me to go in and pay them and check them off the list so that I get that sense of progression. Um, But then you can also create spreads for some of your more uh, larger goals or overall health, uh, financial health. So that might be you know, uh, creating some kind of thermometer chart for how much money you have in your emergency fund or uh, various, you know, budgets and envelope system type things. Um, and that kind of takes us to the next step, which is automation. So I mentioned that most of my fixed expenses are automated uh, in terms of paying them, but, you know, they really should be um, as automated as possible. Right now, I don't automate them just because I don't always know when my checks are going to hit from freelance clients. And so I need to sometimes make sure that I can uh, make sure the money's there, move things around as I need to. That in itself is some of the financial fatigue that I experience. And that's something that has uh, really changed in the last couple of months that like I've mentioned on the, the freelance uh, finance episode in episode 34, where you know, that's become a lot more stable. I understand and know what's coming. And so I can count on that. Um, but that's just one more set of hoops that I don't want to have to jump through. Um, so with automation, that means automating your mandatory payments, things like credit card payments, your utilities, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then even if you can, automating some savings, automating some retirement payments, uh, and then even automating your envelope system, right? You can move money around based on that and create budgets and things. So uh, banks like Simple are really good for that because they can set up budgets for you. You can have virtual savings accounts and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, I would say the envelope system is a good way of reducing financial fatigue for some people. Um, I've talked about this before. The system doesn't work for everybody, but the idea is that you take out cash for each of your various spending areas. Maybe these are even triggered spending areas like shopping or eating out, dining, things like that. 
so that you have an envelope with the budget and once that envelope's empty you're you're basically done with that category for whatever period of time you've set up now what that does mean is that you know if you run out of money in a certain category you could change up your allocation of money in other areas as long as those aren't fixed expenses right so if you want to move things around that's something that you can do that's going to be more uh, financial hurdles for you to get through in terms of managing money. You don't want to have to do that. So it's easier for most people to just, you know, I've used up all my money for going out, so there's no more going out. Um, this doesn't always work for everybody just because it takes, I, I do think it's different types of uh, people have a different mindset about money. And so the envelope system works really great for others. Um, you know, budgeting just doesn't work for certain people. But again, if you don't measure it, then how can you expect to manage it? So the next one is just to generally limit the number of systems that you have in the first place. These are all suggestions, but I don't recommend that you have all of them, right? I don't think you should be using every personal uh, finance tracker out there. You shouldn't be writing everything down by hand and using Mint and using personal capital and having, you know, 10 bank accounts with the best um, percentage savings accounts, the best credit cards. The more banks you have, the more credit cards you have, the more IRA accounts, all these things are just going to add up to more things that you have to manage. Uh, you're probably also being bombarded with credit card offers. You probably have a few credit cards. All of these things require you to, you know, kind of care and feed for them. And so they're going to take a little bit of your time. Uh, ideally, all of these things are only going to take an hour to uh, a month to manage, maybe a week if you're really focused on a certain financial goal. But if they're taking up more than that, then they're really starting to rule your life. Uh, and so you just need to be careful with that. Uh, this also applies to just tracking a sheer number of transactions. Uh, what I like about the envelope system is that it helps take down the number of transactions that are happening on your debit cards, your credit cards, things like that, because you don't want to have to go in and reconcile every single one of these little things, um, you know, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people use things like Mint or Personal Capital to do that, but I like to go through and see each transaction just to one, make sure that I know where my money is going and that there weren't any fraudulent charges or anything like that. But it just makes it more overwhelming to see like, oh, wow, I spent all these, you know, all this money on all these different things versus having a few categories where you've budgeted for it and you allowed for certain amount of spending in each area and move those into certain envelopes. So if you do prefer to use cards for these kinds of things, then definitely use something like Mint or Personal Capital to handle that reconciling and things. But, you know, once you hit a limit in one of your spending areas, now you can start to look at, okay, maybe I'm going to turn down the dial in terms of spending in other areas or plan some sort of no spend activities or no spend days uh, in the future so that I can kind of counteract those things. Um, you know, you have to be gentle with yourself because some of these things are not going to be 100% effective all the time. You have to account for that. You have to buffer for that and know that there will be unexpected expenditures. There will be uh, things that come up in life that you need to be able to pay for. Uh, that might be health related, that might be even, you know, a surprise opportunity, things that come up. Some of those things are opportunities, but they're not things that you have to do. And so each one of those has to be kind of weighed uh, against your goals and where you want to be in the future. Because, you know, we always want that short term reward, but 
you know, it does require some restraint and discipline in order to get to that long-term goal as well. So uh, I hope that helps uh, just in terms of fighting financial fatigue, uh, identifying it, and hopefully stopping that script so that you don't have this vicious cycle of feeling always on, worrying, sense of overwhelm and anxiety, uh, which just continues to compound and make things worse. Uh, You know, you want to be able to wake up every day and feel excited to tackle work, uh, make the money you can make so that you can start to pay down your debt, to start to save and accumulate some wealth uh, and really hit those financial goals that you have. So that's going to do it for episode 36. If you like the show and want other people to find it, a rating or a review goes a long way in iTunes or uh, Spotify or whichever podcast app you listen to. As always, you can reach out uh, to me at howyouspend at gmail.com or at howyouspend on Twitter and Facebook. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.